0: Hey, it's me, your host, Jesse Thorne, and I'm joined by International Waters producer Colin Anderson in England. Hey, Colin, how you doing? Hey, Jesse, I'm doing very well. Oh, fantastic! I'm glad to hear you're doing well because it's the most important time of the year for this show and all of the shows on MaximumFun.org. It's Max Fun Drive time. Once a year, all of our shows, which are supported by their listeners, go to their listeners for support. And this is a particularly significant time for International Waters. We've been doing International Waters. What are we looking at, Colin? Like 14 months or something like that? This is our like uh, 14th episode, just coming out now. So yeah, 14, 14 months. And we are immensely proud of this show. It is also a very complicated and expensive show to produce. I I thought we would talk just very briefly, Colin, about what goes into this program. Um, Of course, we have studios here in the U.S. and in the U.K., um, and we've got comedian panelists and, of course, myself hosting the show. What else is going on behind the scenes, Colin? So we've got uh, two writers.
1: We've got Jordan and Sarah Morgan writing our script each month. Uh, we've got a lot of editing time. We've got pre-production uh, in terms of play-ins and things like that. Um, and uh, mostly a lot of studio time.
0: Yeah, we have, we have an engineer here. You've got an engineer there. This is a very complicated and expensive program. And Frankly, uh, as the host of International Waters, I love International Waters. I think it is such a great show, and I hope that you do too out there, listener. As the owner of MaximumFun.org, this is the pledge drive where we find out if International Waters can pay its freight. Um, we're paying writers and producers and engineers to work on this program, which I think is a really special and unique show. But we need your support to pay for it. And between you and me, Jesse, I have to say I'm, I'm quite
1: worried that the, the network boss is really looking to cancel us. I think we're not making enough money for, for
0: maximum fun and uh, the big boss is going to axe the show. Well, I, I can have a talk with him, but the last I checked in with him, he said that this Max Fund drive is make or break for International Waters. So if you want to make sure that there are more episodes of International Waters in the future or even that International Waters be expanded, go to maximumfund.org/donate. There are donation levels for every inclination from $5 a month to $200 a month. Uh, it's easy to do. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and pay for this show. Here's the thing. Maximum Fun, we make shows and we put them out into the world. We don't charge you for them. All we ask is that if you think they're worth supporting, if you think there's something that is worth paying for, that you pay for them when we ask you once a year.
1: And I get the sense that a lot of people on the Internet uh, really, really love the show and would like to donate money, would like to support us. We get a lot of tweets and Messages and stuff. If only there was some sort of pledge gift that could just incentivize them, just tip them over the edge.
0: Oh, great news, Colin. Have I got news for you. At the $5 a month level and at all of our levels, you get access to... Hours upon hours of MaximumFun.org donor-only content, 32-plus hours, including an entire episode of International Waters that Colin has spent his personal private time cutting from uh, bits and bobs here and there, cut rounds, special exclusive bonus donor stuff. And that's a really fun episode, Jesse. I was
1: was enjoying missing out on my Easter egg hunt over the weekend uh, as I was cutting (laughs) that together. But we've got Paul F. Tompkins. We've got Josie Long. We've got uh, Michael Smiley from Spaced. We've got all these, these great people that have done uh, International Waters and uh, some really great rounds that we had to lose for time. So uh, there's, there's some excellent stuff, some
0: behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, and it, it will make you lol. <laughs> <laughs> if you give it $10 a month, you'll get all of that, plus the Max Fun earbuds. We've produced special branded earbuds that feature the MaximumFun.org rocket ship logo on the earbud. You can look at them on our website, MaximumFun.org. They are really cool. At $20 a month, you get all of that stuff, plus the Intimate Sensations Pack. Colin, you're a married man. You might have an opportunity to make use of an intimate sensations pack. I am a married man, and if only there was a way for me to buy sex
1: toys on the internet without having to seem like I was trying to buy sex toys on the internet,
0: perhaps (laughs) pledging to Max Fan would be just the excuse I've been looking for. It features not only a a vibrator and a blindfold, but also MaximumFun.org branded lube. I'm so excited about this lube. And this is lube with your face on it, right, Jesse? Yes, absolutely. Actually, the lube has tiny Jesse Thornhead suspended in it, like those those bubble sodas from the 90s. Right, so it's caffeine-free. Yes, exactly. If you don't want sex stuff, you can also get a T-shirt. For thirty-five dollars a month, which is uh, Judge John Hodgman's Justice Squad, you get these gorgeous maximumfund.org rocks glasses, and there are more gifts from there. But no matter what level you give at, the important thing is that you give. And and I really want to continue making this show at maximumfund.org, and my hope is that support during the Max Fund Drive will allow us to do that. So, and
1: here's the thing with that, Jesse, that. Um, I think people donating to max Fun when you when you name your two favorite shows you might be inclined to to name uh, bullseye and Jordan Jesse Go uh, because you're a fan of jesse Thorne. and let's not forget international waters right there uh, at the <laughs> bottom of the list i don't want to Lose out, because people uh, love older
0: Jesse Thorne vehicles more than newer ones. It's easy to give. Go to maximumfundorg slash donate. No one's going to cut bullseye. No one's going to cut bullseye, guys. Just mention International Waters. We'll be back later on in the show. In 1982, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder joined forces to record Ebony and Ivory, a song about a really good piano. Some musical scholars claim there's deeper meaning in the lyrics, and the ebony and ivory mentioned are, of course, a metaphor, a metaphor for harmony between Britain and America. (laughs) American Stevie Wonder representing America's ebony, a strong, dense wood. And and Britain Paul McCartney representing ivory, made from the precious tusk of an elephant because British people have terrible teeth. (laughs) And so today, in the same spirit of transatlantic harmony, teams from the U.K. and U.S. will duet, if you will, in a general knowledge comedy panel show where the only winner is you, the listener. And fun. Oh, and also one of the teams. <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, let's all sing it together. <laughs>
2: And, and ivory, ivory Side by live side Live together in perfect, perfect harmony, harmony
0: Side by side
3: Side by side, my, side, my, my 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 side. My, I think I'm out so why up,
0: can't, why we can't we Play international water? <laughs> You're listening to International Waters, I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. As always, I'm recording this from my luxury recording yacht, which today is moored in the politically neutral Pacific Ocean, just outside Los Angeles. It's a non-specific year in the 1950s, and if you listen closely, you can just about hear a young delinquent named Arthur Fonzarelli attempting to jump over a shark on some water skis. Wait for it. She's ready to make the jump! There
4: we go. Ah! <laughs> I give that bit an A. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. We seem to have traveled to a timeline where Fonzie didn't make it. Well, while we get that fixed, by that I mean his dismembered body, let's meet the teams. Playing for the nation that likes to name things to fuck with American tourists, like Worcestershire, High Holborn, and Magdalen College Cambridge from... (laughs) Pappy's Bangers and Mash podcast and his own upcoming television series comedian Matthew Crosby. Hello, Matthew. How are you, sir?
2: I'm great, thank you very much. And thanks for nailing every single one of those phrases.
0: Yeah, well, you know, when you're speaking into a microphone, you're being recorded, you make sure the producer always puts the phonetic pronunciation (laughs) into your script. And uh, I feel like... I'm I'm pretty much Silvio Poggioli when it comes to pronouncing things perfectly. That's an American reference that you would not understand. Or uh, for for British listeners Kelly Brook. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Matthew, uh tell me what's the deal with this new television program? What's the story? It is a uh it's a studio sitcom
2: which um if you if you read the British press uh died a few years ago. Uh but it's a studio sitcom so we're making we're making one for uh, for young people to prove that it's uh, you know that it isn't. It shouldn't all be the office and extras, and Derek. Well, life w- is
0: short. I wish you
3: none of the w- things that Ricky Gervais has made. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you're leading the you're leading the Ricky Gervais backlash. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we,
2: everything we do is the is the antidote to Ricky Gervais. That's uh, that's our, our only reason for existing.
3: I thought he was leading R- his own backlash. Yeah, that's
0: true. Actually, if you have read his Twitter feed, he's doing a pretty good job himself.
3: <laughs> I thought that's why he did the Golden Globes all those times.
0: Remember when Ricky Gervais was? Uh, we all thought playing a smug character. That was <laughs> yes. those Halcyon days. What
2: a golden age that was. Before oh. before he went genuinely insane.
0: Or methods. Seriously though, The Office is one of the best things ever. So let's stop talking <laughs> bad, saying bad things about Ricky Gervais. I don't and know how long that path is going to carry on. I mean, it was only
2: twelve <laughs> episodes and a special. I I'm not even it's... a fan.
3: He hasn't even got that for me to like him about.
0: <laughs> You're making Janet feel bad. Sorry, She's Janet. Picking at her I'm scarf. really
4: worried about Ricky, guys. <laughs> I think he's okay, and I, I think... do, and I do mean Ricky Gervais.
3: He seems to have. I don't, he seems to have guess. quite healthy. I'm self-esteem. worried about Ricky
2: Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of those uh, Christians that he hates, are
0: you? (laughs) Oh, no. We've gone far too deep on this Ricky Gervais. You know that our primary audience is American Anglophiles. I know, I feel
2: terrible. Well,
0: our show is going to be on the BBC in July. (laughs) Also playing for the nation that calls a fanny a bum, a bum a tramp, a tramp a hussy, and Heinz Beans a delicacy. (laughs) It's the queen of British podcasting from Answer Me This, Ms. Helen Zaltzman how are you Helen well
3: I'm a bit disappointed Jesse I was brought here under uh, the illusion that I was going to record a duet with Stevie Wonder and that has not happened (laughs) wait
4: for it it could still happen
0: good point yeah I'm I think I think you should you know don't count your chickens I'm impatient so to speak
2: (laughs) bear in mind we can't see the whole of that studio Helen
4: yeah he's just on the other side of the camera Helen
0: Helen, my producers in uh, England tell me that Matthew used to live in your spare room.
3: That's right, for two and a half years. And the amazing thing about D- Matthew living in our spare room—one of the many amazing things, of course—is that he um, he had a collection of twenty-year-old uh, magazines in his bed. They just slept <laughs> curled around like a nest. And also, I think electrical goods.
2: Can you explain what the magazines were? Because well, it makes you sound like a terrorist. When you there. say
0: magazines and electrical goods, It wasn't it wasn't really like a magazines? Sort of JG Ballard, pervert.
3: It was 20 year old timeout, so that he could leave through and think, "Well, who was playing in London in 1989?
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) exciting. I could have seen the teardrop explodes if I had been born in a different era.
3: Another thing Matthew did, he was very inventive with foods. Uh, He invented a sandwich, um, which uh, we have a thing in Britain that you're not going to like probably Americans. Uh, It's called Bovril. It is a brown beef based spread. Anyway, Matthew (laughs) used to make a sandwich (laughs) with Bovril. So far,
4: so (laughs)
3: good. I mean, it started off well, it's getting better. The sandwich was uh, toast spread with Bovril and then with a rotten banana spread on top of that. Well,
2: a sort of overripe banana. Let me just, like, basically, to explain Bovril, have you ever been eating peanut butter and thought, I wish this was made of ground-up bones?
3: (laughs) Then that is exactly what Bovril is.
2: But it's basically, it's like the saltiest substance known to man...
4: Is it like
3: vegemite, but it's beef?
2: Like vegemite, but with but for people who hate animals. Oh, oh.
3: Yeah. Or love them so much they want to be eating their liquefied essence.
0: I think it's a reasonable sandwich to make because I don't think that anyone out there has ever eaten a banana and not thought, I wish this was beefier. <laughs> I
3: wish rotten. Why isn't this banana more rotten and beef well the the texture goes better with the beef? <laughs> Matthew,
0: do you know any? Do you know any deep dark secrets about Helen that we should know?
3: Uh oh.
2: Um, no, Helen is uh, Helen is an angel. I'm very she's clean fantastic. living, aren't I? She's very, very clean living. um The only thing I would say is that, uh like, she, she's a, she can be. Well, this isn't actually about Helen, but one of the taps uh, in the house was very uh, aggressive. And that's about the worst I could say about living with Helen. That wasn't
3: even my fault. I'm not a plumber. We just had very
2: <laughs> uh, very high water pressure in that flat. That's about as, that's about as bad as I wanted to get. Yeah,
3: you Americans wouldn't think that was possible in Britain, but it is... <laughs> I, I'm still reeling from the deep, dark secret
4: that she had a spare room.
2: <laughs> it's now a green screen studio, genuinely. Her uh, her husband is turning it into a green screen sc- studio so he can film himself. his own music
0: videos.
3: He's having a breakdown, I think.
0: If I had a green screen studio, I would have a really hard time shooting anything other than recreations of that one scene from Wayne's World. Like, Oh, <laughs> oh absolutely. <laughs>
3: Well, you know what he has a problem with? Doing anything convincingly. So he's trying to shoot himself walking (laughs) along. And he looks like a cartoon of someone walking.
0: Uh, Let's get to know the American team. Playing for the country that insists on encouraging Justin Timberlake's non-musical pursuits is a comedian-actor, one of MaximumFun.org's newest podcasters from Wham Bam Pow, Mr. Ricky Carmona. Hello, Ricky. How are you, I'm sir? I'm very good,
5: Jesse. How are you? Good morning.
0: Uh, so Wham Bam Pow is a show about action and sci-fi films. That's right. Uh, what you might call dude movies, <laughs> Al- albeit it is a show with two out of three hosts are ladies. Yes, they are. Um, what would you say, if there was one film that all of our listeners of International Waters should reevaluate, give another chance to, perhaps give a first chance to, what would it be?
5: Right off the top of my head, I'm going to go with a recent choice. I'll say Cloud Atlas.
0: Really? I, I think oh.
5: everybody slept on Cloud
4: Atlas.
0: I uh, read a great New Yorker article about Cloud Atlas, and I felt like it was so good I didn't have to go see Cloud Atlas. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's true about most New Yorker articles. Whatever yeah. they're about, they're better than the real thing.
5: <laughs> Cloud Atlas is great. I've, I saw it like three times in the theater. I've got a screener of it. I've watched it six times. I bought the soundtrack.
2: This is Cloud unbelievable. Atlas. This is unbelievable. I've seen Cloud Atlas. We must have been watching different films. <laughs> Honestly, the bit where uh, Hugh Grant is done up to look like a Korean dude—no <laughs> way can that be.
0: You can't <laughs> allow that talk in about a film.
4: That in the New
3: Yorker article,
0: <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure Cloud Atlas, as I remember from the New Yorker article, Cloud Atlas was a remake of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Correct. <laughs> isn't isn't correct. Cloud Atlas? And
3: he was in the Mickey Rooney Correct. <laughs> isn't it just the uh, the blooper reel from Love Actually?
5: at one point he does sing jump by the pointer sisters
4: (laughs) in the
3: jungle but it's great oh
4: my god the blooper reel for love actually has to be like 11 hours long
3: (laughs) imagine what didn't make it into that film how strong that
4: was nothing nothing didn't make it into that film
0: Also representing the nation that could probably (laughs) dial it down a notch, host of the JV Club (laughs) podcast and one of the stars of the e-television show Burning Love, welcome back to International Waters, Ms. Janet Varney.
4: Thank you, and thank you for the feminist, Ms. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, I like to think of myself as a first-wave feminist.
4: I really appreciate it. (laughs) I'm a regular
0: Bella Abzug. (laughs) Oh,
4: my. (laughs) If you had said, "Madam Janet Varney," I guess that would have been preferable. But
0: you prefer a like a Victorian or Edwardian? I do. I you came here after I went to your house. You weren't there, and I left my calling card.
4: Oh yes, I received that calling card. Uh, someone brought it to me on a silver tray.
2: <laughs> it's a monogrammed kerchief, is that right?
4: Oh, kerchief.
2: Oh, that's fun.
4: Interesting. That's <laughs> a fun.
2: That's, that's a, fun a new one. I pronunciation. Didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. How would you say, Janet? How would you say it? Kechief. We say That's... kerchief.
4: We say kerchief. We put the. We don't say chief. We I, say chif. I
2: hear no we difference. Say, we put the say it again. The kerchief.
3: Kerchief. kerchief. kerchief.
2: Chief. Yeah, I'm saying we're saying the exact same thing there, Janet. I'm not hearing any.
3: This could go on for Something, an hour. Something's is- gone wrong chief, with Matthew. K- chief, <laughs> chief.
2: Janet, do you want to start a pronunciation podcast with me? Where
3: it's <laughs> more just- <laughs> than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> tomato, tomato, potato, potato.
2: Let's turn this podcast ebony off. Ebony
3: and Ebony <laughs> live together
0: with Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, on your show, the JV Club, you. T- Talk to people about their awkward high school years. I do. Um, What is the most remarkable awkward high school story you've heard from one of the hundreds of celebrities you've had on the program
4: uh first of all i love that i'm in the hundreds even though i've only had 55 episodes (laughs) but um i'm gonna have to say it's actually pretty easy i usually uh stall out on questions like this but i got a good one ready to go because nothing beats allison brie Being so uncomfortable in her leotard and peeing uh, in public restrooms because you have to take off the whole thing that she didn't go, did a gymnastics contest, had to pee so bad that under the pressure of it all, she peed in the middle of the contest in front of everyone. (laughs) Just everyone.
2: (laughs) No one I, didn't see that That's
4: unbeatable Yeah <laughs> Holy mackerel Yeah oh, Bless man. her Bless her I love that she had The cojones oh, to tell
0: that story
2: What a wonderful <laughs> woman yeah. Did she get extra points Is that something Did they think it was
0: part Yeah of I think it? we've already won Give Janet five points For best oh, anecdote Great. <laughs> uh great I'm
4: going to pass those points Along to Allison For you guys Don't worry
0: Matthew, Helen, Ricky, Janet Thanks for being here Let's get on with the show We're going to start with our pop culture warm-up, What's the Story? I'll be asking our panelists questions about a variety of recent pop cultural events, and they'll be awarded two points for correct answers and one point for incorrect answers that I think are funny. Now, because traditional buzzers might wake the sharks, and they have just (laughs) finished picking the little bits and pieces of Henry Winkler out of their teeth, I need each country to pick a word that they can use to buzz in in the quick-fire round. America If you were going to pick a single short word to represent our nation, what would it be?
4: I kind of want to pay homage to, uh, or homage to Fonzie and go with A. I like
0: that. That's pretty solid. That's that's probably history's greatest (laughs) (laughs) American. Undoubtedly. Uh, UK, if you were picking one word to represent your great and storied nation, what would it be?
3: In homage or homage to Matthew Crosby's uh, Bovril and Banana Sandwich. I'm going to go with beef. Matthew, you're yes. all right with Yes, okay? beef.
0: <laughs> Got no beef with that. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's kick things off. And remember, don't buzz in until I've read the entire question. An Argentinian cardinal named Jorge Maria Bergoglio was recently named Pope and chose what as his name? Beef. UK.
3: Francis.
0: That's absolutely correct, Francis, which has been criticised as sounding a little bit nerdy, but <laughs> what was but, he supposed to go for? Corey. Well there were other it's funny because Corey. <laughs> Pope Corey It sounds less nerdy when you consider the other options in the running which were Pope Poindexter the First and Pope T I eighty five graphing calculator. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good because you can keep your Beatitudes in it. You know, you can write them as sort of as like a little cheat. And you can play I don't play care for Wars. your
4: Beatitude right now, Jesse. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Here's question number two. Proving that 80s nostalgia is still alive and well in America, this movie, based on a popular toy line, recently opened to the tune of $50 million.
3: Beef. Wait. That's
0: you not said. your oh, no. buzz in oh. word. Hey. Hey. U.S. G.I. Joe? Absolutely. G.I. Joe retaliation. Fun fact about the movie. G.I. Joe star Dwayne The Rock Johnson couldn't make one of the days of filming. He had a conflict, so he was replaced by a wet piece of steak with <laughs> eyebrows glued <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love everything about that, including that, in my mind, he had an emotional conflict. Like, I just don't feel like this This scene is honest enough. I'm not going to show up to the set.
0: Here's question number three. Beige celebrity Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> caused, caused a tepid controversy when she claimed her children are not allowed to what? Beef. UK. Uh,
3: drink more than one Coke a week. Or, no, they have to go hungry as well. She claimed both those things.
2: Wait, she's starving her own children? <laughs>
3: yeah, and then she gives them a Coke a week, just so they're really grateful.
0: Yeah, roughly speaking, what? That, this you're is correct. <laughs> it's eat carbs. Uh, that Gwyneth, is
3: not even
4: close to roughly. it just to says
0: you are what you eat, and so she has her kids on a strict diet of future meth head, future competitive <laughs> hot dog eater slash sideshow geek, and future fourth wife of Russell Brand
4: (laughs) (laughs) oh beige
0: Skyfall warbler Adele demanded an apology from which comedian after a series of fat jokes beef UK
2: was it Joan Rivers That's absolutely correct. Oh Rivers. my
0: God!
3: I like the way you said that, Matthew John Rivers. <laughs> Please welcome <laughs> to the stage, and here she
0: is, <laughs> Rivers, to defend <laughs> herself. Wait a minute, is that Matthew or is that Don Pardo?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know who Don Pardo is.
2: Well,
4: That's fine. <laughs> it, really is. it really is just fine.
0: <laughs> Joan Rivers denies her targets are getting lazier as she gets older. Her next show, she says, is fresh and artful. She targets airline food, Viagra, and that pesky Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> In science news, researchers working on a cure for the common cold have discovered that mice can do what?
4: A hey. U.S. I just want to say quickly that I have no idea, but we hadn't buzzed for a while. And I wanted to hear myself kind. say Fonzie. Uh, <laughs> Fonzie sounds. Um, mice
3: can... Autofillate. Wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that makes
3: you forget about the fact that you have a cold. That's a, that's a joint effort by America and
4: Britain. But that's the trouble
3: right. is that um, when their passages are all blocked by phlegm and other cold uh, side effects, if they autofillate, they suffocate to death. It's a, it's a sad but a beautiful way to go But they're still determined to do it
2: They died as they lived
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you each a point
3: Thank you It strikes me as that's the way you're going to go Matthew Yeah well it's,
2: it's the dream isn't it It's what I am certainly aiming for Dressed as a giant mouse
3: <laughs> Attempting to
2: fit my, my penis into my own mouth
0: Why not? I'll give you each a point for that. The correct answer you is... You really shouldn't. You really shouldn't. <laughs> the correct answer is cough. Uh, coughing is particularly useful in cold research, and it also means that mice can fill awkward silences. <laughs> Here's the thing. Since the British office, mouse sitcoms are almost exclusively based on social awkwardness, and so there's a lot of coughing.
4: This is actually worrying me because I, I love cricket sitcoms, and uh, cricket-chirping sitcoms, uh, so I'm a little worried that the mice are going to be taking over <laughs> the awkward pause-filling of crickets.
0: At the end of that round, the U.S. has a narrow lead, 8 points to 7.
4: I don't know how that's possible because they, all their answers were right. Is it because of my 5, five points for Alison Bree? This is great.
3: Yeah, Good job, I Janet. think so. Good job, Janet. This is great. That's i got to use other people's paths more. <laughs> I'm furious. I'm going to get an army together and colonize you guys again. <laughs>
0: Next on International Waters coming attractions. In this round we'll be playing a trailer from a popular film. When you think you know what film it is, buzz in. The only info we'll give you up top is the year the film was released. You ready, gang? Yuck. Yes. Mm. Yes. Eesh. Our first film is from 2011. This fall.
2: Seriously, honey, can't you try a little harder? She's your sister. Guess who is taking you to the Lakers game? Finally, some
0: twin time. You got me running, Compliments out. of Mr. Pacino. What this? This is insane, man. You got to call him.
2: Oh, well, you stop ready. You know all he wants to do is play Twister with your sister. Family.
0: Daddy, you know how to talk. Hey. Who were the double Dutch kings? U.S.
5: Oh, it's that movie. It's, uh... Is it Jack and Jill? It's Jack and Jill!
4: So good. Oh, yeah, thank you. And by means so good on you, not so good on that movie existing.
0: I should have said that instead of Cloud Atlas. I should have said Jack and Jill earlier. It is the 2011 uh, Adam Sandler gender-bending comedy Jack and Jill, which was such a bomb that the DVD release of the film features a post-credit sequence of Adam Sandler himself describing scenes from the film Billy Madison that he feels, and I quote, hold up really well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, here's our second film from 1959.
4: Whoa. I'm an advertising man, not a red herring. I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several
2: bartenders dependent upon me. And I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. Cary Grant becomes a secret agent against his will. Propelled at
0: gunpoint onto the highest level of international Peace. intrigue. UK.
3: North by Northwest.
0: Damn. You're absolutely uh, correct. Uh, well, well done, done Helen. no cloud on Le- this.
3: There's no <laughs> What about the one where Cary Grant plays his own sister and Katie Holmes is in it?
0: <laughs> it's the wonderful Alfred Hitchcock classic North by Northwest. One quick note to any female listeners listening to this program who are of a childbearing age. Since you've now heard Cary Grant share a few <laughs> lines of dialogue, you are pregnant. Ooh. Our next film is from 1985. Wardrobe. A
5: brain. A beauty. A jock.
0: Uh, a
4: US Say
5: it, girl, you know this it.
4: Really what if I'm wrong?
5: No, you're right. Okay.
4: Uh, the Breakfast Club.
0: You're absolutely correct. Wow.
4: <laughs> that was quick. Is The Breakfast Rain Club one good. of your favorites,
0: guys? It absolutely. isn't even.
4: No? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it is good. It is good. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 16 candle, so.
0: Sure. Well, let's all take this opportunity to reconsider any horrible things that we may have said over the years about 80s nostalgia and agree on one simple fact— 90s nostalgia is way worse. Way
3: worse. Way worse. Even
0: worse. Didn't think it was possible.
3: What about um, all the slacker films? They're a bit of 90s nostalgia fun. And also it just makes you feel glad that the 90s are finished and you never have to live through them again.
2: It's true. The 90s are a lesson from history.
3: I I
4: agree with the latter, but not the former. Yeah. I don't know. If you're talking about slacker films, I feel like you're always around the corner from being nostalgic about the band Train and that (laughs) no no, no no good can come of that.
3: that No good can come of that. Which decade was my cousin Vinny in? Because I'm happy to be nostalgic about that.
0: That's early 90s. That's like a White Man Can't Jump era film. (laughs) I think of of film history in relation to White Man Can't Jump. (laughs) It seems I sad. don't
4: think that Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney would appreciate you and
3: mentioning White Men Can't Jump. It doesn't It doesn't feel <laughs> harmonious. Paul McCartney is incredible at hopscotch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He'll kill anyone who
3: says otherwise.
0: At the end of that round, the U.S. leads 11 points to 9. It's International Waters. In this next round, we celebrate the art form even dumb old Americans can enjoy. Cartoons. Or as you highbrow Britons call them, animations.
3: We don't know.
0: I do. Buzz in once you've heard all of our four options. Here's question Ooh. number one. According to internet urban legend, what did animators sneak a few frames of into who framed Roger Rabbit? A, Mickey Mouse dressed as a Nazi. B, Donald Duck feeling up Daisy Duck. C, Jessica Rabbit sans underwear. Or D, Baby Herman in blackface. Beef. UK.
2: It is. Uh, it's as she, as Jessica Rabbit, bumps out of the car. You can see her. This actually. Hey, this is. This is actually a confession. Now it's turned. It was going to be the an answer, but now it's what it's uh, revealed is that I actually have got the on Blu-ray and freeze-framed it as she bumps out of the car. Her legs open. You can kind of sort of. You can sort of see, but not really. It's not, not enough. It's not that, not that not, Matthew
3: watched that on uh, yeah. slow a lot during his childhood. It was only as
2: I started answering it, and the other guys in the studio sort of looked at me. And started to look like you. you're disgusting. <laughs> then it would became
3: you... a confession.
2: But it is. I it's can it's, hear it's you Jessica Rabbit's um, uh, uh, vagina.
3: It was very uh, traumatic for Matthew when he actually uh, finally uh, managed to have sexual activity with real human women and uh, found that their genitals weren't, weren't made out of drawings.
2: They didn't sing. They didn't <laughs> sing they as soon as they drawings. opened up. Um, there's a few actually. There's a few uh, nudie pictures in in the. Um, uh, oh, he's what's... still going, guys. <laughs> this is. This, you
4: wind him up. Going. You let him go. This is. Uh,
2: I mean, I've been quiet for a while. Suddenly, I've hit my specialist topic. Um, <laughs> they're in. Um, what's uh, what's? It's the rescuers, isn't it? Where, where they're. Don't on, ask me. On I the didn't back know of the... the cartoon. Porn this is incredible. On the back much. of the albatross on the rescuers, that they they fly past a window and there's a genuine still. It's taken out in the DVD version now. You can see it on snow. <laughs> um, but there's a genuine still of a woman taking a top off. It's brilliant.
0: Wow! I remember my younger brother John had the VHS of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's the that one featured that featured the is... castle that looked yeah. like a dong. Yeah, right. it looks like a And I remember yeah. So yeah. hearing about, about it, going and grabbing the VHS and being like, "Oh yeah, that's a dong." <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, do you know the yeah. other one about? Um, uh, it's when uh, when Jafar is standing. Is it Jafar? Yeah, I think it is. It's certainly in, it's in The Lion King, and he's in standing the on the cliffside, and it spells sex in the stars. Have you seen that?
0: Uh-uh. <gasps> these are the, you should revisit oh, these films. Oh, those They've got a lot of friends and not much time on their hands. <laughs> I think what you can infer
3: is that growing up in Britain in the late 80s, early 90s uh, was rich in many ways culturally.
0: Well, I think in a lot of ways it was a more innocent time, especially mm. when it comes to cartoon smut. I think these days you could just use Google to see, you know, whatever, Marge Simpson blowing Marmaduke. <laughs> Where's the
3: sense of discovery? <laughs> They're not making you work Here's our next for it. question. Matthew had to freeze frame Jessica Rabbit.
0: <laughs> Why was the episode of Japanese cartoon Pokemon entitled Computer Soldier Porygon controversial? Was it A, because it caused 700 children to have seizures, B, because you saw Pikachu's butthole, <laughs> C, I would know about there it was if a did. cameo by the prophet Muhammad, or D, it contradicted an important detail in Bulbasaur's origin story? A Beef. U.S.
4: Total guess.
0: Butthole. (laughs) Butthole. Incorrect. It's got to be seizures, right? It's got to be seizures.
3: I was going to guess D. So we're all not in agreement.
0: I'll give you guys half a point because it is, in fact, seizures.
3: Oh, well done, Matthew. Thanks. Were you one of the Good
0: 700? Work. I was.
4: I, I can't believe that was controversial. I mean, what's a little seizure among friends? <laughs> Character
3: building. It, it toughens
0: a kid up to have a few seizures. Right? What's a little seizure among battling robot space animals that live inside of eggs? I mean...
2: And will never, ever show you their butthole, no matter how nicely you ask.
0: <laughs> In the original cartoon version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who was the voice of Shredder? A, Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper, B, Wilson from Home Improvement, C, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, or D, The Sarcastic Cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
5: A. <laughs> US. I, I
4: applaud you for taking what yeah. can only be assumed was, is a very random guess.
5: Oh, this! Oh, no, I feel very passionate at how wrong this is going to be. We'll go with C? You're absolutely correct. The answer is C. Oh,
0: well I
4: can't even remember what C was.
0: James <laughs> Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince oh, of Bel-Air. Bonus Ricky. points Thank you. for the United <clears> States <throat> when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was launched in the U.K., What did they change their name to?
3: Oh, that's unfair. We didn't even get any bonus points for all of Matthew's knowledge of cartoon porn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) May I hear the question one more time, please? When Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was launched in the UK, what did they change the name to?
3: Teenage
4: Mutant Ninja Turtles. What of those four words, or all of those words, would become... I mean, listen, it's very exact. They are Teenage they, Mutant Ninja Turtles. What could they possibly change? Well, huh.
0: they changed it to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. At the time, Britain <laughs> was completely undesensitized to violence. And they also only had four television channels and two and a half flavors of ice cream. <laughs> but on the plus side, they had no Hogan Knows Best. So oh. they came out winners overall.
4: Hey, guys over there, what were your two and a half flavors of ice cream? I hope uh, one of them was Barbaril. Beef Ril. and <laughs> uh, <laughs> cabbage. Rot- rotten banana.
0: And brown sauce.
3: Uh, well, that's four.
4: <laughs> I think you've misrepresented
3: us terribly. Four whole flavours.
2: They, they brought in disappointment and regret as other, the other two flavours later on.
3: Yeah, <laughs> We've now got 30-something um, mutant, uh, mutant hero turtles. But it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs>
0: while we're on the subject of unusual voiceover actors, which unlikely troubled chart topper provided the voice of Charlie Brown's sister, Sally? Was it A, Katy Perry, B, Gwen Stefani, C, Fergie, or D, Cindy Lauper? Nice. B, U.K.,
2: I'm going to go Cindy Lauper, although I don't know how troubled she is.
3: But the rest of them were all too young, surely. To yeah, that's, I'm more. purely
2: going on age. Uh, I'm going to go Cindy Lauper.
0: That's incorrect. The oh. answer is C, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas.
3: No wow. way. She's wow. been around, hasn't she?
0: It's weird, because if anybody from the Peanuts gang was going to grow up to be a crackhead, born-again Christian <laughs> making the worst music in the world, <laughs> you'd think it'd be Marcy, right? <laughs> Here's a bonus yes, question sir. for the UK. <laughs> Which unlikely actress provided the voice for the intensely erotic 1980s advertising spokescreature the Cadbury's Caramel Rabbit? Whoa.
2: Oh, I know the answer to this. Go on, Matthew. It's Miriam Margulies.
3: That not is in absolutely
2: correct. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Did they know Anytime there's sort of like pervy cartoons, that is my <laughs> wheelhouse.
4: Up to and including just plain old commercials. Including an
2: advert for a chocolate bar. Honestly, it's it, it wasn't that long. It was it's about a 15-second advert, but I made those 15 seconds
0: count. <laughs>
4: <laughs> for some guys, that is all you need. Absolutely. Well, if you Twice.
0: can auto and you have a mouse suit.
4: <laughs> Pause for uh, silence and then an awkward mouse cough.
0: <laughs> At the end of that round, the score's very nearly but not quite tied. The UK with a lead, 15.5 to 15.
3: Oh, fantastic. All down to Matthew's uh, cartoon <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Finally, it's coming useful.
0: Hey, gang, it's Jesse and Colin again. Say hi, Colin. Hi. <laughs> you know, everybody that works on International Waters is a paid employee. We've just started paying Sarah Morgan, our second writer. Well, I don't get paid. Everybody except me on the show we pay for our studios on both sides of the atlantic and what that means is we need to come up with money to pay those bills if we want to keep making this show so if you want to support this program go to slash donate there are a million reasons why not least are our tremendous thank you gifts but most of all uh, i think your your bonus is more of the show that you love and whenever you listen you will get that good happy feeling that says hey I'm the person who made this happen.
1: Yeah, you don't want no freeload listening to this show. If you're feeling guilty right now because you're not donating, let's step up. Come on, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colin, you're making no bones about it. You're fighting for your life here. I am. I am. This is make or break for me.
1: I thought we were funded by some sort of public radio tax.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A license fee on MP3 players? Yeah, of course. Why would there not be one of those? We don't do it the socialist way, Colin. It's all voluntary charitable contributions here in the United States.
1: But that relies on people being
0: decent human beings and and ponying up when they're asked to. And
1: I can't see that happening.
0: I think our audience is full of decent human beings who want this show to continue and want to have more great international waters in their life and, and who want to listen to our shows and every time they hear them feel like, hey, I'm part of what made that happen. Uh, it's a new way of making media, and I'm very proud to do our work this way. I'm very proud that people who can, you know, that anyone can listen to any of our shows for free if they need to or if they want to, and that people stand up and are counted and say, hey, this is worth a little bit of money. And it, it really is. It's It's a little bit of money. Listen, if you don't have a job, our first rule is if you don't have a job, you don't have to donate. We won't, we're we not even asking you to donate. But if you do have a job, one of these levels is something that you can afford. So just go to maximumfundorg slash donate and, you know, type in your info there. It's as easy as pie, and just be sure to indicate that you listen to International Waters. How many shows are you running now, Jesse? Wow. Uh, maximumfund.org. we're looking at... I think, 10 shows now, maybe 11, 12. I lost count at some point. We've
1: At least $5 a month's worth
0: of shows. Oh, come on. Give me a break. We're talking about $3,500 a month worth of shows. And $100 a month,
1: the Golden Eagle level.
0: Yeah, Jesse's Golden Eagle level, which is $100 a month, is a really, really cool level. We've just started this new thing called the Inner Circle. So basically what happens is if you sign up at the $100 a month level every month one of our max fun talent, be it me or Jordan or perhaps Sarah Morgan or perhaps Colin or perhaps Judge John Hodgman, will pick a cultural item to send to your doorstep. A a book, a movie, a DVD, something that they really love and recommend. So it's sort of like joining a book club where all of the stuff just shows up at your door and it's all chosen by your favorite podcasters. It's a really neat thing. Um, I would say the only thing better than that Is the $200 a month level, the Jordan's Platinum Angels level? And we'll go a long way for that one. Any any MaxFun
1: employee will will do pretty much anything you ask for $200 a month.
0: (laughs) What you will definitely get, I can't promise that, but what you will definitely get is not only all of the prizes from all of the other levels, the Culture Club and the whole nine yards, but also a ticket to boatparty.biz. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, our, uh, our, our new comedy and music cruise, which features many past International Waters contestants um, and is – I mean, it's going to be really amazing. It's, it's a cruise out of Miami to the Bahamas with – John Darniel of the Mountain Goats and John Roderick and Dan Deacon and Nellie Mackay and Mark Marin and Kurt Brownhaller and Kristen Shaw, and Bamford. Josie Long, Maria Bamford, uh, Al Madrigal, John Hodgman. The list goes on and on and on and on. It's going to be an amazing time. And if you join us at the Jordan's Platinum Angels level, uh, $200 a month, you get a free ticket to that. But I want to emphasize that. What's really important to me is the difference between giving and not giving. If you love this show, uh, I think that you should support it, and it's very easy to do. Just go to maximumfund.org slash donate. You can find a level that you can afford. It's really a matter of getting off your duff, which I think was our pledge theme last year, get off your duff. But, you know, if you do it, then you're supporting us, and you'll feel great every time you listen to our shows. And just checking, what's the minimum donation to get the sex pack? That's $20 a month, Colin. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, says Colin Anderson. Listen, I really want international waters to continue into the future. I'm so proud of this show. I think it's one of the coolest things we've ever done at MaximumFun.org. But we've been doing this for a year at a loss, and uh, I think it's time for it to make its budget everybody's working cheap for us, everybody's cutting us a special deal, but we've got a lot of professionals working on this show who deserve to get paid for their work. And if you think this show should continue and you think the folks who make it are worth paying a few bucks to, then just go to maximumfundorg donate.
1: We need your support, and we need you to tell the boss that this is a show that needs to keep going.
0: <laughs> Let's get back to the quiz. It's International Waters. I'm Jesse Thorne. Now, to even the score, increase the drama of the competition, and I guess, to a certain extent, kill some time, we'll be asking the competitors a series of rapid-fire pop culture questions. There's two categories to choose from, and since the U.S. is behind by half a point, they'll get first pick. Today's categories are pop music and television sitcoms. Television sitcoms, please? Television sitcoms, please.
4: Not to say I'm going to be doing any better but
0: <laughs> this okay. critically acclaimed sitcom has a running joke about a mini horse named Lil Sebastian
4: oh this is rapid fire oh sh- oh god A oh, long running uh mini Sebastian a little, a little
0: mini little Sebastian, Sebastian. Oh, are we allowed uh, to jump in we're
2: not we're not allowed to jump in I say jump in it's Parks and Recreation <laughs> absolutely correct oh, yeah.
4: Crap! I, I just realized I don't watch sitcoms <laughs> you
2: watch Parks and Recreation <laughs> good choice though <laughs> UK your pick um, we get, we, we can go for
4: pop
0: music, pop music I think. Yeah. This hip hop mogul was named the top earning hip hop mogul on a Forbes list of top earning hip hop moguls.
3: <laughs> oh, there's so many to choose from. Is it Russell Simmons? Is he a hip hop mogul no. these days?
0: US. Y- it would be Dr. Dre? Incorrect. What? The correct answer is Diddy. Oh,
3: oh. Of no, it's not 2000 anymore. Let him rest. <laughs>
0: US <laughs> you what's your preferred category?
4: Ugh, I still yeah. think television sitcoms. Well, do television well, because sitcoms because I'm hoping there won't it won't be a current
3: sitcom.
0: <laughs> Internationally beloved comedian Ricky Gervais <laughs> brought back which of his favorite characters for a recent web video.
3: He
5: brought back his,
0: You guys are great his, at this rapid fire thing. His, by the, way. the British dude <laughs> the British guy of
3: your bases. We've established <laughs> that he doesn't have much range yeah. Which British dude? <laughs> his,
4: his beloved character from Extras
0: It's, it's David <laughs> Brent <You> mean... <laughs> Yes, the answer is David Brent His one this beloved character This is the slowest round we've got so far, isn't it? <laughs> I know Ricky Gervais has done one thing that people like <laughs> Just name that thing
5: the Office.
0: Atheism. I thought
3: they liked him on extras.
0: <laughs> UK, it's your choice. Which category?
3: Let's go pop again.
0: Let's go pop. Okay. Radio 2 listeners in the UK named an album by this famously mediocre adult alternate rock band to be the best of all time. Mm. It was
2: Cold Plays a Rush of Blood to the Head.
0: You're absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. It i give you guys I another choice. Which it. category would you like?
2: Well, let's go sitcoms this time.
0: Sure. Frasier was a spinoff of which popular oh, oh, come, on. Jeez. Jeez. come on. Yeah, you got oh, it. I'm going back to the U.S. now. Which category? <laughs> that was
3: your fault, Jeff. I'm leaving Don't blame it up us. To you because I'm clearly
4: useless, except for the cheers question. Let's, let's, was... let's change it up.
5: We'll go All with right. popular music right. this time.
0: During okay. a recent trip to Germany, officials confiscated Justin Bieber's
4: what? Oh.
5: Virginity? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds like. A porn film you were watching were no some we, German officials there's confiscating there's no young boys' no way we don't virginity. get points for that. Come on. that. No That's right. worth... I'll give you guys a point. UK... It, it's monkey. UK... Yes, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Justin Bieber has a pet monkey. We're down the rabbit hole, folks. Justin Bieber has a pet monkey. It just
3: makes me hope that outbreak is going to really happen and Justin Bieber's going to be at the centre of it. (laughs) Patient A.
2: We should say that Justin Bieber's monkey is called virginity, so technically Ricky was right.
3: Everybody wins.
2: (laughs) Points all round. UK, it's your pick. Um, Well, after the sitcom question, I think we should go sitcom again, right?
3: It's a trap, Matthew. True or
0: false? Friends is a sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) False. There's no comedy on Friends. (laughs) They do sit around a lot. They do. Sheldon, the breakout character on The Big Bang Theory, frequently utters what popular catchphrase? Oh,
2: God. That's not the catchphrase. Hang on a sec. What what might Sheldon... Can I guess? Now, that's what I I call a big bang. I have the answer
0: in front of me, but I'm (laughs) going to guess that it's... People watch this show.
3: Oh, Oh, bless. I don't know, because Cheers is on the other channel. I don't know, but I
4: just want to say, based on what I think the show is about, I want it to be something like, this does not compute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically, it's Bazinga. Okay, all right. But I'll give you a point for this does not compute, (laughs) because that's about my level of understanding of The Big Bang Theory too.
3: The biggest sitcom in the world right now, and none of us watch it or have ever seen it.
0: U.S., your pick. What do you think?
4: Uh, Whatever you want, Ricky. Let's go
5: television sitcoms. I like like what I'm hearing. This (laughs) animated
0: sitcom is currently in its 24th season. The
4: Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You
0: got it. Pick another one.
5: We'll go television sitcoms
4: this
0: time. (laughs) Andrew Reynolds, the star of The New Normal, was the star of what hit Broadway musical?
4: The Book of Mormon. You got it. Boom!
0: I'm going back to the UK now. I (laughs) just showed up. I just showed up to international waters. We're awake now. Do you like how my strategy for how this round works is? I just decide who goes first,
2: (laughs) based on a whim. UK, pick a category. It's almost like it's not a real game. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that.
0: The stakes are very high. Should we go pop music this time? Let's Let's go another pop music. This hip hop star's next album features a song titled "I Am a God."
3: Oh, which modest hip hop album could that be? <laughs> uh, is it Kanye West? He he, he seems. You got um, it. Yes. He's got he's got a reasonable self esteem.
0: He does. <laughs> Pick another category, UK. I hope it's called I'm
2: a brackets lesser god.
3: <laughs> I hope it's I'm Demi one of the god. elephant face gods with lots of limbs. <laughs>
0: Granted, um, my father is Zeus, but my yeah. mother is a swan.
2: <laughs> shall we
0: go should we do a sitcom on yeah, this Yeah, Let's mix it up a bit. This popular sitcom Alien also had his own cartoon about his adventures oh, oh, on his home oh. planet Melmac.
4: Damn it. Don't get it right, guys. Oh, is yeah. it yeah, is that. it Mork? <laughs>
0: Mork? No, he was from oh, Mork. sorry. No. sorry, oh.
3: oh. what's well, oh, wrong with me?
4: Help!
3: It is Alf.
0: The, the, the alien famous life alien life form. What is wrong uh, with me? U.S., I'm going to give you these last two questions in the pop music category. Boom. In a recent video, R&B singer Robin Thicke had a group of topless women with balloons spell out Robin Thicke what? Is a misogynist? <laughs> <laughs> Not far from it. The correct <laughs> answer is has a big dick. Uh, Does, they spell this. dick with like an Robin E on the Thick. end. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Speaking of 80s nostalgia, I'm not kidding when I say that every time I hear the name Robin Thicke, I always confuse it with Alan Thicke, who was on Growing Pains. Alan which Thicke I've is Robin Thicke's seen. father. Is I that... didn't know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I didn't even know that. Did and you know, know that Growing Alan
0: Thicke also wrote uh, the different strokes song? No. The world don't move to, to the, beat the beat of just one drum. one drum. What might be right for you might, might not, be not be right, be right for some.
5: A man is born.
0: Alan Thicke, I ladies. And I
4: didn't know that.
0: One last question. I'm going to let you guys buzz in on this one.
2: I feel like Helen and I should now sing the East Enders theme tune for. Uh,
0: for <laughs> <laughs> we are some sad English people because we're very poor. Different stuff happens to us. You won't believe the shit that happens to us. Way too jolly, <laughs> way, way to was... too jolly,
2: Jesse. That is way too jolly.
0: This former Disney Channel pop star has been acting bizarre on Twitter oh. recently, writing that she wants Drake to murder my vagina, unquote.
3: Yeah. She's troubled, isn't she, is Amanda Bynes?
0: You're absolutely correct, UK.
3: What What has happened to her? Poor love. She, she, what, what has she got against her vagina? And why does she want to frame Drake for its murder?
0: At the end of that round... You BBC
3: folks 30 <laughs> love
0: 30 half points for the UK, 18 for the US. A oh, wide lead has been happened? opened out. The good news is that with scores of uh, 30.5 to 18, we now come to the final round, the winner of which will receive 1,000 points, making all the rounds up until now completely irrelevant. This
4: is why I love this game. You guys weren't
0: trying the rest of the time, right? Just checking in. Just want to make sure. Okay, this game is called In Defense. Each team will have to leap to the defense of a cultural force widely considered to be bad, weak, or even sucky. The best defense, as judged by me, will receive the points. UK, you're going first. Mm -hmm. You'll be defending the fee-fi-fo-fum supermarket conglomerate, Tesco's. In the UK, a terrifying one pound in every seven is spent in Tesco's. But despite this, the grocery giant pays next to no tax, crushes local businesses, homogenizes the high street, and most recently, sold hamburgers with horse meat in them. UK... You have 60 seconds. Defend Tesco's.
3: Well, the good thing about Tesco's is because it's obliterated all small businesses, it means a lot of people can just put their feet up and not have to worry anymore about running their little shops, selling little individualistic items rather than mass-produced crap that is like a kind of uh, scientific simulation of food rather than actual food. So I think that's saved us all a lot of time.
2: Absolutely. It's freed up time for everybody else. It's freed up time for the shoppers because we don't really have to choose anymore. That's the most frustrating thing, isn't it? Having to walk down the street with loads of different shops. Now there's only one big long shop that lasts about 100 stores. (laughs) That's fine, you know, and, It's yeah. it, it means we don't have to, it, you know, it's a bit like that bit in the fly when he says he's not going to waste any time changing his clothes because he's just going to wear <laughs> the same clothes every day. He's not going to expend any extra energy. So as a country now, Britain is more productive because we have Tesco to eliminate all choice for us.
3: Yes, and also the one around uh, the corner from my house, uh, often you can witness attempted robberies there and uh, that saves you having to choose <laughs> from all the TV channels that we have.
2: Absolutely. There's, there's, live, there's live drama constantly happening uh, in, in, in a branch of Tesco. And also, also, as well, they do little packets of uh, dried fruit for a pound fifty. So you can't really turn that down, can you? pound yeah. fifty oh, for a little packet time. of dried fruit. Really Their fizzy
3: air. water for 38 pence is very fizzy. You get a lot of air pumped into your water for so little money.
0: That's time. For the U.S., when it was invented in 1954, ranch dressing was intended to render salads more palatable and to eliminate any health benefits they might have. Now Americans use this mix of buttermilk, salt, and mayonnaise to drown already fatty and delicious items like pizza and fried chicken. You have 60 seconds to defend that American culinary classic, ranch dressing.
5: Well, we are the country of excess, so why not? Uh, why not start right, uh, right with, with with our dressing, ranch dressing? I mean, it's.
4: We have an obligation to the rest of the world to be, number one, obese. Absolutely. Uh, n- number two, nothing brings a family together like every person in the family putting ranch dressing on something different. It's the way that American <laughs> families identify what makes them special. You know, the, the little daughter uses it to dip her French fries in. Uh, the dad or, uses it to – he just drinks it right out of a Right out a of glass. the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the mom sprinkles it on her sp- – I don't know how she sprinkles it. Uh, sprinkles it <laughs> she on she, her wife. Wine. She sprinkles it, it uh, she, she, maybe she sprinkles her antidepressant on into some ranch dressing <laughs> to make that more palatable um, you know this is this, it's, it's an American staple and uh, a lot of people you know the French put ketchup on a lot of stuff uh, for whatever reason and we have our special creamy deliciousness and that's ranch dressing. That is
5: ranch dressing I mean when I sleep, I pour it in my pillowcase so it can just always be as close <laughs> to my mouth as possible. I, mean, so, I want to about it that's time
0: Oh that's time and that's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, I have to say that the ranch dressing for every family member argument was very convincing. I like the idea of, like, grandpa using it as a drink mixer. Grandpa
4: smokes it in his pipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> However, I have to say that my favorite argument here is the idea of. Going to the grocery store as television drama. Yeah. And CSI Tesco is very hard <laughs> to argue with. I would with. agree
4: with that. I would agree with
3: that.
0: So I'm going to have to award the 1,000 points to the UK team, Yay. thus making oh, them Thank our you, because- winner.
3: Because you forced us to defend the indefensible, whereas they had to defend something that is delicious, but bad for you, (laughs) but delicious.
0: Ranch dressing is
2: very much your Bovril. (laughs)
0: But delicious. UK, maybe you can celebrate by getting all of your newspapers to declare every one of your celebrities from television in the 1970s to be... A pedophile. It's already we're, happened. We're three steps ahead of you. Janet, Ricky, <laughs> Helen, Matthew, thank you so much for playing International Waters. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. You there with the headphones. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Jesse Thorne, playing where Helen Saltzman, Janet Varney, Matthew Crosby, and Ricky Carmona are engineers Nick White, Colin Walzak, Lindsay Pavlis, Thomas Matisic and at Guilt-Free Post in London, Mr. Chris Morris. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script written by Jordan Morris and Sarah Morgan. Our producer, Colin Anderson. We'll see you next time on International Waters and online at maximumfundorg slash donate.